0: Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives. That's where you go to support this mission of truth. Well, I appreciate you joining me this morning. We are going to be resuming our study, or rather looking for some wisdom and some encouragement from Psalms and from the Proverbs. We're looking for Psalm 75 and 76 this morning. Both are short, and I think both kind of give us this reminder uh, that God is sovereign, and that the wicked will eventually have to pay for what they've done. And of course, we get to Proverbs today. We're going to be looking at Proverbs chapter 5, which is just a continuation Of wisdom that Solomon is trying to give to his sons. So let's open up our hearts and see what the Word of God might have to say for us this morning. King James Bible, let's start with Psalm 75. Verse 1 Unto thee, O God, do we give thanks. Unto thee do we give thanks, for that thy name is near, thy wondrous works declare. When I shall receive the congregation, I will judge uprightly. The earth and all the inhabitants thereof are dissolved, I bear up the pillars of it, Selah. I said unto the fools, Deal not foolishly, and to the wicked, Lift not up thy horn, lift not up your horn on high, speak not with a stiff neck. For promotion cometh neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south. But God is the judge, he putteth down one, and setteth up another. For in the hand of the Lord there is a cup, and the wine is red, it is full of mixture, And he poureth out the same, but the dregs thereof of all the wicked of the earth shall wring them out and drink them. But I will declare forever, I will sing praises to the God of Jacob. All the horns of the wicked also will I cut off, but the horns of the righteous shall be exalted." So that's Psalm 75, and it really has like a Masonic tone to it. Uh, Like you could see uh, how it points to Messiah. What I want to look at real quick is, uh, he says, let's start with verse 4 again. He says, I said unto the fools, deal not foolishly, and to the wicked, lift not up the horn. Lift not up your horn on high, speak not with a stiff neck. That's like stubbornness. And he said, and why is that? Why is he warning the wicked not to be stubborn and to to be blowing their horn, so to speak? He says, verse 6, For promotion cometh neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south, but God is the judge. He putteth down one, and he setteth up another. So the psalmist is saying... Uh, anything any of us have, <laughs> our position, any authority that's been given to us, it's come from God. He sets them up. He takes them down. Continue on here, let's read this part one more time. For in the hand of the Lord there is a cup, and the wine is red. It is full of mixture, and he poureth out the same. But the dregs thereof, all the wicked of the earth, shall wring them out and drink them but I will declare forever I will sing praises to the God of Jacob all the horns of the wicked also will I cut off but the horns of the righteous shall be exalted let me give you just a short paragraph of commentary from Matthew Henry on this he says from God alone all must receive their doom There are mixtures of mercy and grace in the cup of affliction when it is put into the hands of God's people. Mixtures of curse when it is put into the hands of the wicked. God's people have their share in common calamities, but the dregs of the cup are for the wicked. You see, there's... The, the, the important, I think, sentence there from Matthew Henry's commentary on Psalm 75 is that from God alone, all must receive their due. There's mixtures of mercy and grace in the cup of affliction when it's in the hands of God's people. But when it's in the hands of the wicked, it's just mixtures of curse. And boy, we see that in our day, don't we? In our present time. Let's read Psalm 76 real quick, and then we'll move on to Proverbs. Psalm 76, here's what it says In Judah is God known, his name is great in Israel. In Salem also is his tabernacle and his dwelling place in Zion. There break he the arrows of the bow, the shield, the sword. And the battle. Thou art more glorious and excellent than the mountains of prey. The south-hearted are spoiled, they have slept their sleep, and none of the men of might have found their hands. At thy rebuke, O God of Jacob, both the chariot and the horse are cast into a dead sleep. Thou, even thou art to be feared. And who may stand in thy sight when once thou art angry? Thou didst cause judgment to be heard from heaven. The earth feared and was still. When God arose to judgment. To save all the meek of the earth. Surely the wrath of man shall praise thee. The remainder of wrath shalt thou restrain. Vow. And pay unto the Lord your God. Let all that be round about him bring presents unto him that ought to be feared. He shall cut off the spirit of princes. He is terrible to the kings of the earth. So that's Psalm 75 and Psalm 76. Psalm 76 ends with a reminder. You see, you know, you see all these, you see all these wicked that rule the world, and we talk about this a lot on this show because it's never been more obvious and in our faces than it is today. But there's coming a day when they will have to answer to God. Verse 12, one more time. He says, He shall cut off the spirit of princes. He is terrible to the kings of the earth. There's coming a day. And the righteous will be exalted, lifted up, and given eternal inheritance. And the wicked, weeping, and gnashing of teeth. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 5 and see what wisdom the scriptures have for us this morning. Here we go. Verse 1. A continuation of Solomon's wisdom to his sons. Here's what he says My son, attend unto my wisdom and bow thy ear to my understanding. That thou mayest regard direction, and that thy lips may keep knowledge. For the lips of a strange woman drop as a honeycomb, and her mouth is smoother than oil. But her end is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death, her steps take hold on hell. Lest thou shalt ponder the path of life, her ways are movable, that thou cannotst not know them. Hear me now, therefore, O you children, and depart from the words, and depart not from the words of my mouth. Remove thy way far from her, and come not nigh to the door of her house. Lest thou give thy honour unto others and thy years unto the cruel, lest strangers be filled with thy wealth, and thy labors be in the house of a stranger, and thou mourn at the last, when thy flesh and thy body are consumed, and say, how have I hated instruction, and my heart despised reproof, and have not obeyed the voice of my teacher, nor inclined my ear to them that instructed me. I was almost in all evil in the midst of the congregation of the assembly. Drink water out of thy own cistern, and running waters out of thy own well. Let thy fountains be dispersed abroad, and rivers of water in thy streets. Let them be only thy own, and not strangers with thee. Let thy fountain be blessed, and rejoice with the wife of thy youth. Let her be as a loving hind and pleasant roe. Let her breast satisfy thee at all times, and be thou ravished always with her love. And why wilt thou, my son, be ravished with a strange woman, and embrace the bosom of a stranger? For the ways of a man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. His own iniquity shall take the wicked himself, and he shall be holden with the cords of his sins. He shall die without instruction, and in the greatness of his folly shall he go astray. That's Proverbs 5. Let's talk about the general theme here. The first thing to note is that Solomon knows all too well the truth of what he's saying. Solomon took foreign wives into his kingdom. He had, I don't know what the numbers are, I forget, but I believe it was around a thousand wives. And like 300 concubines or something crazy. We we did a study in in Kings. He had many women. Solomon... (laughs) Solomon has been with more women than maybe any man who's ever lived. So he knows all too well the truth of what he's saying here. And so it's clear when you read through the Proverbs that one of his fears for his sons is that they would, they would marry you know, a good Jewish woman, a good woman of Israel in their youth and then go astray and seek after strange women which Solomon knows will draw you away from God and lead your life to destruction. You see, Solomon was marrying women, and many of them were outside of his kinmen, kinsmen. They were outside of the Jewish people, outside of the Israelites, and so they had foreign gods. And before you know it, Solomon was setting up uh, idols around Israel. For his wives. And so his whole life, really, if you look at where his life really takes a turn for the worst. It's when he abandons the wife of his youth and goes after strange women. And so he's trying to warn. He's warning that, hey, on the surface, and even in the beginning, it's pleasurable. Right? Like you think, why not? Right? What does he say? He says for the lips of a strange woman drop as honeycomb. It's sweet, it's desirable. And her mouth is smoother than oil. He's not denying. Here's the thing that people here's the thing that I think people do and pastors do and churches do is they fail to acknowledge that sin is fun. They fail to acknowledge that sin is Desirable and is a good time. We have to understand that that part of it is true, but when we satisfy the flesh, it leads to death. It leads to damnation. It leads to your family destroyed. It leads to your life destroyed. It leaves to your leaves leads to your relationship with God destroyed. Let's look at this again. For the lips of a strange woman drop as honeycomb, and her mouth is smoother than oil, but her end is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death, and her steps take hold on hell. That's where this is going, is what he's saying. He's saying, in verse 13, he says, "You'll, you'll be crying out. And I have not obeyed the voice of my teachers, nor inclined my ear to them that instructed me. I was almost in all evil in the midst of the congregation of the assembly. Listen, and he goes back to stick with the wife of your youth. Drink water out of thy own cistern. And running waters out of thy own well. Verse eighteen Let the fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of thy youth. Let her be as the loving hind and pleasant roe. Let her breast satisfy thee at all times, and be thou ravished always with her love. And why will thou, my son, be ravished with a strange woman and embrace the bosom of a stranger? For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. His own iniquity shall take the wicked himself, and shall be holden with the cords of his sins. He's talking about bondage. Get involved with this stuff, you're going to be in bondage to wickedness, bondage to sin. And he shall die without instruction, and in the greatness of his folly shall he go astray. Sometimes the Bible's graphic because it has to be. It needs to be. We will not be... (laughs) There's no excuse, right? The Bible's very clear about what sin is. And it doesn't really hold back. And Solomon, all throughout the Proverbs, talks about this problem. Warns about this problem. And, you know, the Women of today may read the Proverbs and think that Solomon's sexist and all these and all these ridiculous things. Solomon's a man who's writing wisdom and instruction to his sons. And of course, this is going to be one of the main things that he writes about because these, this is the thing that men get stupid over. It's, it's that plain and simple. This is the thing that draws men away from God. It's not to say that women are bad. What is he saying? He's saying strange women are bad. Women that are out that are not your wife. It's a deep ditch he says. It's a pit. And it'll lead you into the pits of hell. It's a wiz- it's wi- it's wisdom for the young men today and it was in Solomon's day 5000 years ago it's there are there are some things most things that there's it really is there's nothing new under the sun it's just packaged differently packaged differently well i pray that you've been blessed this morning i hope that god's word has pierced your hearts and strengthened you and encouraged you let's not forget these words Uh, You know, I, I really like Matthew Henry's commentary today. From God alone, all must receive their doom. From God alone. Thanks for listening, my friends. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.